there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Banks. Increasing the block size to 32 megabytes right now. What would be the top five arguments that would get um, hurled against me? No, that's a good one. There, there are a few that the big blockers uh, uh, got, got right. Ching, like all these coins splash into the wallets of all the winners. I love that. There's a new threat out there. It's crypto. We're back, baby. 2024, the greatest year there's ever been in the history of humanity, and you're here for it. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast, following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. New year, new intro, new destroying the financial system. This is episode number 103, uh, and Jamison L's featuring cheap lightning and emergent reasons. This is uh, today's Friday, the 5th of January, 2024. I'm your host, Jeremy. Jet is doing the producing, same as always. And our planned guest was a laser eye, Walter Victor, but he rugged us. Apparently his wife had to be in hospital uh, at short notice. So I actually had done a big planned episode about no decentralization, well-researched, everything, you know, but uh, <laughs> he couldn't make it, so... We'll see about maybe rescheduling that. Uh, we're now over two on laser, I guess, showing up on time. But it is what it is. Uh, so we'll make it happen anyway. And we've got some of the regular crew back in to update us. So BCH turns fifteen. January the third was the Bitcoin Cash birthday of a decade and a half in the revolution. <laughs> So before we get on to all what's going on now, I just thought it might be a good chance to reflect for each of you on how you found that last decade and a half, and also a chance to just look back on 2023 as we say goodbye to our last year in BCH Emergent. Do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So it's it's a ridiculous amount of time. It seems like a long time, but really in the, the grand scheme of things, it's still very new. But uh, I'd say the 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 TLDR reaction I have, you know, thinking about 15 years, is we lost so much time. There's been so much uh, strife and and problems and things that fell apart and disruption with BTC and whatnot. But then, you know, talking with you recently, I think I did start to realize uh, there's some things you just have to learn by fire, and uh, I think we've learned a lot in those in those 15 years we're in a place that the early bitcoiners couldn't have been they could not possibly have understood and figured out the things that we did because they didn't know what was important and what wasn't important and so we've come a long way and uh, we've learned a lot and we're much stronger than we used to be and uh yeah i think we're still gonna make it keep planning thoughts a decade and a half Man, uh, yeah. If you if you had asked me in 2011 uh, where I thought I would be in 2023, <laughs> uh, it 24. wouldn't. It wouldn't. Sorry, yeah, 2024, right? Uh, I I wouldn't uh, have told you it was on a rocket headed towards Saturn. I would have told you I was I don't know just a bum on the street or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy, man. It's uh, yeah. I, 
yeah, yeah, lost time, but at the same time, you know, everybody who who got into Bitcoin, you know, knew that there was going to be challenges ahead, right? There was going to be opposition, and uh, uh, you know, people can disagree about what that opposition has been, but uh, it's very clear that uh, we've been fighting for survival, um, and I think uh, we're in the best position we've been yet so uh yeah really hopeful for this year yeah it's very strange to think back on those early days and because in some ways we've made it and in some ways we haven't right and i think that would be hard to appreciate for people who weren't necessarily around then like in 2000 you know 13 or 14 or 15 btc bitcoin was exploding so fast that people yeah, are like we're going to be fucking yeah. taking over like by 2020 yeah. will be the world reserve currency kind of like yeah. vibe like it was just absolutely kicking off and yeah. all this stuff that some of it we do have now you know like the current narrative at the moment is oh the bitcoin etf maybe is going to be getting approved and everybody was like wow that'll be a big moment we have bitcoin etf when we have countries talking about it when we have politicians running scared like all those things have happened, but they haven't happened in the way that we thought. In the way was, that we... Yeah. We thought it would be with like, you know, hundreds of millions of people just onboarding into Bitcoin as it just spreads around the world and it just wiping aside all the existing power structures in this kind of dying last gasp. Instead, it's worked out the other way where it's like they've got all their hooks and stuff onto it on the controlled brand <laughs> captured part of it, which the unaware people in the public still kind of mostly think is Bitcoin. But on the other hand, we've got BCH and we came through an absolute trial by fire and that's made it uh, at least to the point that I can see over the next 10 years or the next 15 years that it has a good shot at being capture resistant and on top of that, you also have the whole rest of the DeFi ecosystem, which has its pros and its cons. But there's an, there's something to be said for the, the free market being at play there, right? And a lot of stuff is bubbling away in there that is truly a bit outside the realm of anyone's control. So in that sense, things have worked out. But on the other hand, a $50,000 BTC, a kind of fragmented ecosystem overall and virtually none uh of global adoption in terms right. of real retail p2p not kind of where we thought we'd be i'd say yeah 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 like you said uh not like we imagined it was gonna be <laughs> <laughs> but we're still gonna get there yeah we're still gonna make it happen okay well so i just wanted to get a bit of a reflection on that 15 years but also just on 2023 i mean obviously it's a bit bit late now but i always really enjoyed on the christmas episode obviously we had uh ryan and Callisti give a bit of their thoughts of how things have changed even over 2023 which was a huge year for for bitcoin cash specifically but i mean of course every year in crypto it's pretty big but 2023 still might have been one of the biggest years uh for crypto in terms of how much things change so mm. wanted to give you each a chance to just if you can cast your mind back to where we are at the end of 2022 and where are we at now? <laughs> that, that's like a thousand years ago. I don't know how to do that. I, uh, I'll, I'll just say since I started blabbering first, um, the, so I keep a list 
right? Uh, when, when I do my work, I do like on a weekly basis, I keep a record of all the stuff that I work on, just like in a text file or something. And uh, every once in a while, I, I kind of scroll through that. And uh, it's pretty incredible, the amount of just work and proof of work and effort um, and building that has happened this year, uh, last year in 2023, just insane. Like uh, if I try to remember where I started and then I look at the actual list and I'm like, oh my God, we started from there. And now we're where we are now. Things have come so far and so much has happened on the, on the building side, you know, like building products, BCH bull, uh, all the stuff that we're working on the infrastructure. It's, it's kind of nuts how much has happened. So I'm very proud of all the stuff that the general protocols team has done, everyone on general protocols and also all of BCH ecosystem, uh, cheap lightning, Jeremy, all the stuff that you and jet have done, uh, just so many people have built so much. It's, it's, it's crazy. So if anybody ever does that or hasn't done it, I really recommend that just keep a record of what you've done or like what was going on and then just go back and have a scroll through it and look at it and you'll be impressed with, uh, something like the BCH ecosystem. Planning last year, 2023. Uh, well, at the beginning of 2023, I think I was still sort of feeling the fire of the SPCH fallout and the CoinFlex trauma and and all that sort of thing. And and of course, there were a lot of people who were were saying just absolute doomer stuff, like, "Well, this is the end of BCH. It can't survive. This was the final, the final chance BCH had. And if smart BCH doesn't succeed, then BCH is toast and all that sort of thing. And and it, you know, it I, I never believed that for a second, but I I also really struggled to to understand why people believe that as well. Mm. Uh but at the same time, like, you know, I, I think if you've if you've been burned three times by forks and whatever then yeah okay people reach their limit and they they bail out when they bail mm. out and okay that's fine but at the same time like i was just looking at the the horizon and things that i knew were coming down the pipe right uh cash tokens etc and i was just like ah guys like uh, i think you're bailing out at the like the wrong moment here <laughs> this is like this is we're just kicking off it's just just firing up like uh we're you know and and you know, you name is, has said over and over again, it's like, you know, two years, uh, without, uh, without, uh, a catastrophe, you know, I think, uh, we, we did it right. Uh, we're, we're extremely well aligned. Uh, you know, everyone is, seems to be for the most part on the same page. Um, and, uh, I guess, you know, if you're a, a bit on on the outside of conversations, or you don't pay too close attention, it could be easy to miss it. But uh, yeah, I've I've just been been hyped, uh, and at the same time, been been super busy uh, uh, doing the stuff that I've been doing, uh, which you know has meant that I haven't been able to work on other things that I was hoping to work on. But uh, that's fine. You know, you reevaluate your priorities all the time. And uh, yeah, I think uh, this is you know we're we're ready to go. This is this is it. This is it. I love that because it's, the, it's they say it's always darkest before the dawn, right? That's something I always think of. And when you're in those moments, like with SBCH and stuff, you know, for some people that, that yeah, yeah, just hitting rock bottom, you know, after BDC split and then BSV split and then XCC split and then Smart BCH dies, and it's just easy to be like, oh no. It's all over. I I never really saw it that way because I always knew 
I'm sure if you went back and checked the checked the tapes of some of those episodes, it was like, well, Smart BCH is doing well, but I was like, but we've already got another bullet in the chamber, you know, with the cash tokens stuff coming, and that's always just the the best sign is like not when you're struggling with what you're at now, but when you're like a step ahead and even a step ahead of that. And I can really see those wheels starting to turn in the BCH ecosystem that we're starting to get the payoff. We'll talk about a bit about that today, obviously, uh, of all those foundations that have been laid. When you look at like the Libboard stuff that Jason Dreisner was doing four years ago, right? And that's still, it's just the barely the scratching the surface of the potential there, right? But it's starting to, to pay off, you know, the better wallets like even just two years ago it was like the bitcoin.com wallet which was heading in the wrong direction and that was kind of mostly it now we've got Celine, which is massively improving we've got uh you know obviously paytaka and cashinize fantastic as well too and um i'm forgetting uh zap it yeah like we've got we've got just like things have, have changed so much i feel like and, and probably mostly for the better so I'm, I'm Jeremy, I wanted to board. to add on to that. You know, the the 15 years ago versus last year thing. Um, 15 years ago, I really wouldn't have had much of a conviction about whether you know individuals make a difference or not. But um, the the last 15 years have really really convinced me, and especially the 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 Bitcoin Cash uh, comeback arc has convinced me that uh, people specifically doing specific things and particular things there is an element of the right person at the right time you know the time being important that also the environment but yeah it's uh, individuals have made such a huge difference and just a huge shout out to all of bch ecosystem and all the individuals and groups and organizations doing uh their thing to make stuff happen is just it's it's incredible seeing all of that start to build up yeah, and that's something I think people need to keep in mind. It's just a classic of understanding how exponentials work, right? Which is that I would much rather have a, a team of, you know, 100 or 200, whatever the most top 200 most heavily contributing people in the BCH ecosystem is an insanely talented and hardworking set of people. And it doesn't even matter if the BCH ecosystem is one-tenth or one-hundredth the size of B2C or ETH or you know, even fiat, like that amount of people is more than enough to win just based on the exponential advantage you can have from the, having, you know, the highest quality tooling, the, you know, hardworking people. Like, uh, I mean, he's controversial, but uh, Rolando Bryson, I really liked when he said in St. Kitts, he said, you know, I was, he was looking at the sort of GitHub pages and stuff. And he said, look, the BCH ecosystem, this could be a Fortune 500 company. Like you could, yeah. if you had all these people yeah, yeah. jammed into one traditional yeah. hierarchical structure, yeah, that that could be a Fortune 500 company. And that's really how I feel about it. And those companies, you don't need to have thirty thousand employees or whatever. You can you can do it with a couple, like whatever it was. Instagram hit a billion with ten people or whatever yeah. it was. You just got to yeah. have the right people and the right mission, the right way of working, and the and and we're actually stuff. figuring it out actually decentralized right like a lot of people do that lip service and have no idea what they're talking about we're actually figuring out what it means to be a decentralized organization and then a brain that, that works without having a a king at the top it's impressive and nobody could have predicted exactly how it works we still don't yeah, know how it's going to turn out yeah and i think it's one thing that people undervalue is the fact that the 
BCH community, it sounds trite, but once you think about it, it's actually very powerful. The BCH community has BCH as as a tool, right? Like we yeah. forget that. Yeah. You think about the BDC community or the ETH community or any these other guys, 95% of what they're doing is still in fiat. They're still paying each other. Yeah. There was a clip the other day of Dylan LeClaire, right? Who's this huge shiller of BTC, 600,000 followers. And he said, you know, I've done the whole HODL thing. I'm out there working every day in the Bitcoin ecosystem, and I've been months where I've never made a Bitcoin transaction. And yep. I was just thinking, to myself, you know, it's crazy. But that's it. They're still living on those fiat rails, and money every day in the BCH ecosystem is just redistributing itself in the optimal yeah. manner, right? And we've only, again, we've only just seen that scratch the very surface of that. But even that efficiency advantage, the invisible hand of the market silently on our side there is huge absolutely huge and i love using it every day and then every time i go back to fiat system and i run into some stupid thing it's just like oh my god i'm so glad i have this thing that actually works i know it's absolutely going to work absolutely every time that i use it it's so nice to have that to to go to fall back on to do and the way everyone's aligned it's it's been amazing okay so that's that's kind of the retrospective so for each of you, then I just wanted to get some insight onto what you've been working on specifically recently, and maybe what's going to be on the roadmap for 2024. So cheap lighting, starting with you. I know you've been doing a lot in the Bitcoin Cash Foundation and putting out the weekly news updates. What's going on there? Uh, yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm repeating myself, uh, just because I did, I did this like two days ago on the general protocol stream, but, uh, yeah, so the BCHF is uh, still, uh, plunking ahead, uh, lots of little pieces to pick up that uh, somebody needs to do, which, uh, nobody has made it their job to do. And that's the whole point of the BCHF is just picking up all these little pieces that someone needs to do, but, uh, there's no, there's no big boss upstairs to direct it. So, uh, that's where that's where I come in. Uh, so yeah, weekly news. Um, this uh, last week, I've been trying to get uh, general BCH logos up on all the stock image websites, uh, so that when people search for BCH, they have actual good logos, not the orange one uh, with wings, um, etc. Uh, and then also, uh, I was kind of sleeping on it, and. Uh, uh, I've decided that AI is actually really important. Um, and so this also this last week, I've been learning how to train AI so that, again, BCH logos will be available. Because if you use Stable Diffusion uh, to create AI images and you type in Bitcoin Cash or BCH, it'll give you a general Bitcoin gold coin almost always. And you really have to yeah. fiddle around with it. Um, and so I've just been working on training uh, so that when you enter in BCH or, or or something similar, it'll actually give you a BCH logo for your image generation. And that's, you know, AI is, is really where the future uh, is, in my opinion, as far as like content creation. You know, the, the days of hiring a graphic designer for your one-off quick thing, I think, are, are almost done um, and so yeah making that available for everyone is going to be uh, something that i think is important along with a million other things but uh, i i won't uh, take up too much time with it no it's great it's great to hear and i was listening to jeff bezos the other day on lex friedman and he was talking about how at amazon they have dedicated teams 
of people whose job it is exactly what you're saying to fix all the small things because those things in aggregate are huge but they also yeah. just never get on the priority list of somebody right. who's yeah. on some big you know project because they have the big it's like a you know big chunky thing and then a chunky thing and a chunky thing and all that small stuff just never finds its way into the system so it's yeah tremendously important work and i'm really glad we have that yeah, was- in the ecosystem really inspired by by john like he often called himself the the janitor right uh, bchn janitor um and uh, that really inspired me um uh, and so i am the bchf sanitary engineer i, I <laughs> that's great upgrade, yeah. chief chief sanitary engineer. yeah awesome all right emergent what have you been up to specifically in the bch ecosystem recently trying to drag as much BCH off of exchanges and into uh, the network and into use as possible. So yeah, just working hard on uh, BCH bull, any hedge, all of that. So trying to evolve that, you know, step by step uh, with limited resources and try to get each next step that will draw in more people to actually uh, use BCH every day, right? And I've been enjoying that. So, So I have an internal graph that I can't show you but I love looking at it that shows, uh, right, because the contracts are, are private until they uh, until they settle on chain, right? So nobody knows what trades you're making until they settle on chain. But I have a graph of just the uh, the total value lock, like how much BCH people are having contracts. And and it has a curve, <laughs> you know what I mean? It has, a, <laughs> it has a certain shape that I've seen before. and uh, But that actually turns out to be a really hard problem because uh, you need enough BCH on the other side to support that, right? So yeah, getting enough uh, people to come in and do liquidity so that the <laughs> that curve can keep growing and not run into a wall or a ceiling at some point is, is a big deal. Yeah, but I've been very happy working on that, just getting people using BCH to save or speculate or whatever it is they do with it. So the public stats that you're talking about on DeFi Llama right now, uh, the latest info it has is from November the 4th, so I guess it yeah. lags two months and there was 5.5K, 5.57K BCH, like yeah, 5, there's, there's twenty There's 24,000 BCH in those contracts right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So there we go. <laughs> there's going to be a big, big, nice 5X coming up uh, as those stats yeah. come together. Damn. Damn, that's great to hear. And it's obviously yeah. been uh, improving a ton as well, just because I think we're now at the point where a lot of things in the ecosystem are getting direct user feedback. It's not just playing around. It's not yes. just like beta version or anything like that, or, you know, alpha. It's it's like, it's out there. And then as soon as you put something out there, people say, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And you're like, this is really valuable stuff that we never would have thought of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and I've and, been and, and it's also Telegram, right? One of our purposes as a company, like our explicit purposes in our charter where, you know, charter, where we came up with like, these are the things we want to accomplish as a company, as a team. Uh, One of them was, you know, just showing that it's possible, right? Because humans are like that. We're we're fucking apes and we ape uh, in in a good way, right? Like you see somebody else and you're like, wait, they're using BCH. They're doing their business on chain with crypto. And they're making a business work and they're making some money. I could do that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and then they look at like, what did they do? Oh, they got a team. They got a small team. They organize. They they got their shit together. They do a little bit of marketing. They do a little bit of everything. I can do that. You know what I mean? And and I'm really looking forward to us getting swamped by you know people doing things even better than we do. I'm um, I'm really looking forward to that. And I I think I can kind of feel it that people are getting the idea that you can do more than just uh, uh, one man show. Like you can do a lot as a person, and you can do even more as a team. Yeah. And I think we're doing well as well across the ecosystem in terms of, like I said on the previous episode, the trust takes a while to build up because yeah. individuals take time to get savvy with each other and the same with sort of organizations in the in the broader sense. And then once those links have been built up, it's just like easy. It's like, these are the guys doing that. Let me just ask them, bam, I've got an answer. We're all right. like, we're all in the same team. Right. And that really becomes apparent when you're working in the ecosystem and once you've got it built up enough you know credibility that other people will will give you that sort of benefit of the doubt then from there you're you're just you're just rolling it's it's so much easier because you've already got all these people on your team and access to them anytime if you need it decentralized fortune 500 that is really a good visualization of it and for, for people who maybe aren't aware, uh, 24,000 BCH is like $6 million, right? So that's not that's not a small amount of money, right? It's, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> they're, you Chief, know, Chief Lightning is always like, you need to say the dollar amount now. Right. <laughs> I forget. Well, yeah, I unit of account. BCH unit of account right here. <laughs> totally unit of account. Yeah. Of course. Already. But, you know, for, for, for people who don't keep track of, right. of the it's dollar value or... Or even people who can't do the math in their head, right? It's just like, you know, you got to say the number. That's a lot of money, right? But the thing but is, that, it's what it's that means why is like ongoing, right? This is circulating. Like this is 6 million ongoing circulating amount of BCH. That's not like just some contracts. This is like continuously people are making and renewing and doing these at a, at a volume of 6 million. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's why... And in total, it's been like 250,000 BCH, I think, has gone through any head contracts. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's, that's not bad. Out of 21 million, not what's bad. that 250? Yeah, like, damn. Uh, but yeah. yeah, when it comes down They're to... They're using it. Uh, it's, it's built to uh, snowball on itself too, right? Because if the price yeah. rockets up, that just means that the amount of value locked in those contracts is also going up. And then a few people will get liquidated along the way. A few uh, hedges will get sort of uh, stopped. Well, I guess you can't get liquidated on a hedge. But anyway, once their thing ends, the long is now suddenly mega fucking rich. And then they go back in, right? So it, it's a flywheel built on itself. Well, well, the other flywheel is the one of the intents of it. And another thing on the list was to draw value from outside into BCH, right? And the way that happens is there's obviously a lot of people who think BCH is going to go up using BCH bull. Um, and then I had my, my TradFi friend using it and he's like, why you got to intimidate me here? You know, he's like in here making hedges with the BCH bull staring at him, yeah. <laughs> he's like making hedge positions. But that's the whole point that that's uh, uh, what do you call it? An economic forcing function, right? You do something where if people don't follow the incentive, they're losing and so with enough longs, uh, you know, being bullish on BCH, that means the premiums for hedging, for shorting BCH go Active. through the roof. And so then people are like, well, okay, you know, the, the, they, they, they come in, they're going to come in because that's just sitting there. It's money on the table. 
from from their perspective, right? So so they come it's in. It's been and up to like use it ten percent for even the thirty day edges and stuff I've seen. Oh man, right? if you convert them to APYs, like we don't do that yeah. because I think it gives the wrong impression. But if you convert them to APYs, like sometimes it's been like 100, 200, 300, 400 percent on some of these. And it's not because there's some kind of underhanded, uh, you know, shell game going on in the background like there usually is when there's those. It's literally just because there's an imbalance between them because all of these contracts are fully uh, collateralized. There's no loaning going on. There's no uh, promises. There's no trust me, bro stuff going on. So yeah, it's just imbalance that creates those crazy premiums. Well, it makes sense. The BCH community is obviously bullish on BCH. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know, and that's the thing, right? When we were talking the other day, it's the perfect you know, put up or shut up. If somebody's like, oh ha ha, you're like, oh well, come and come and short it. It's right there. It's waiting, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, then speaking of uh, the shorting, we got the price. I've got Mount Gox slash ETF distribution pump slash dump question mark so the current usd price 235 dollars 31 cents per bch which is flat from last episode one btc buys 184.8 bch which is also flat and one eth buys 9.4 bch which is also flat we had a big run-up a big run-up of 15 or 20 percent against the market and then we've dropped off again but the whole market's just in a bit of a weird scenario because Everybody was kind of like, Mount Gox coins are getting paid out. Jokes, they're kind of not. It's an ETF. Jokes, it kind of isn't. On, pay- uh, on PayPal. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really. Yeah, they paid out uh, the Mount Gox yeah. coins twice to some people on PayPal and then were asking them back. And people were saying, <laughs> what? You're like, take yeah, yeah. overdue on, <laughs> on sending me back my money. Maybe I'll send you back yours in 10 years, bro. Yeah. See how that how that works out for you. Chibi, you're actually a creditor, right? So yes. how's that situation been panning out for you? Uh, uh, as far as I know, I haven't been paid out anything. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, obviously, I, I you know, fuck PayPal. Uh, so I, you know, obviously didn't select uh, to, to liquidate my coins and get uh, it through PayPal. Um, but uh, now I kind of wish I had, because then maybe I would have gotten double my money back. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a shit show. It's been, it's been a, a shit show for, for 10 years and it continues to be a shit show. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the, through this whole process, there's been so many like false alarms. Uh, I think, you know, by now, I think it's priced in, I think, uh, the market is totally aware, uh, of what you know, the potential is, um, and as I've said all along, like, I'll believe it once the money is in my hands. Right. And until that moment, like I, you know, whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, the Gox coins starting to being paid out finally has had an effect on the market. I think all of this has just been ETF stuff. And as far as I know, uh, they, they, you know, they were the reason for like the dump a, a few years ago, right? When they were sold a bunch of coins so that everyone would be able to be paid in, in whatever de- denomination they had accepted. I don't know. I, I get so confused. There's been so many emails and legalese that I, you know, I, I can't read them. Um, but yeah, I don't, whatever, I, whatever, it doesn't matter anymore. 
It's like you don't have FUD, you've got mud. The Mount Cox what? uncertainty and doubt. Yeah. <laughs> it was mud. <laughs> mud or God, the Cox uncertainty and doubt. <laughs> they pay you back in tether. Right. <laughs> right before it blows up too it'll be like we just sent you a tether and then the next day it'll be like tether goes to zero uh, luna the next luna uh imagine how you're seeing the market are you seeing something on the market i guess that's it you're thinking in bch you're just bch denominated now and bch bull the only market that matters right yeah well i don't i don't mean that in like an unrealistic kind of idealistic way it's just literally i do all my business in BCH, like the the product is in BCH, the the LP works in BCH, our company works in BCH. I get paid in BCH, but I mean, of course, the reality is that um, uh, purchasing power is what matters when it comes to your money, right? Like, what can you actually buy? And so, of course, the volatility and the price matters. But um, yeah, no, I just uh, I haven't ever found it very. Just personally, I don't just watch it very much, right? All I know is when I see people start talking about the price. That means it's going up. And as soon as people get quiet, that means it's gone back down. Like that's <laughs> that's my version of the price chart. It's just the so up or down at the moment in terms of mean, what do I think is gonna happen? Oh, yeah, chat? Yeah. No, no, it's very like, quiet right now. <laughs> quiet, quiet, okay. Yeah. My brother messaged me today to ask about the ETF. So that was my first sign that maybe uh, maybe the interest is is starting up, starting up again. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's that's enough about but, but I mean that's also what we try to do. We try to get the BCH off exchanges. Um, and the more that is in use and tied up and being used in commerce or finance or savings or whatever on chain, um, the less there is on exchanges, which creates uh, higher potential for for price pressure on on exchanges and places where it's valued in in fiat. If we can blow up a, an exchange with a BCH bull bank run that'll send bch to the moon i can't wait right. be amazing amazing uh, <laughs> okay so unsponsored by the way but uh actually sponsored okay so <laughs> we got this, sort of got 2024 uh starting off with the bch guru beta has launched and it's public yeah. so anybody can go and check it out beta b-e-t-a dot bch dot guru and you can get it happening for yourself right there. I tried it earlier. I started a price prediction game, although I think the price has gone up since then. So I think I'm going to be on the losing side. But uh, that's my first 100 Furu uh, tokens down the drain. But uh looks great. <laughs> and it works uh, great. I was not able to set my NFT profile picture. So there are obviously some small kinks that they're kind of working out. But for the most part... It was uh, really seamless and worked uh, amazingly well. Obviously, don't jam in too many of your funds while it's still just a beta. Don't uh, degen in your whole. Furu I think they're stack. just doing Furu right now, right? I tried it yeah, yesterday yeah, and it was only fish. Furu. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that's probably smart. They haven't even switched on because they're yeah, going to be mad smart. if they burn a few, uh, burn a few Furu. But they had forty-eight live games and sixty-six thousand Furu staked. Uh, just before the show, let me quick sixty-six thousand already. Well, I mean, it's this furry, so it's worth like almost nothing. But well, now it's fifty-one live games and seventy thousand furu TVL. So, well, the, uh, those tokens are going to end up being worth the the fee, right? The, or the whatever the 
there's some kind of fee involved somewhere, but whatever that is worth is what I assume their value is going to turn out to be. Well, yeah, because you've got to you got to use the furu to pay the pay the fees, I guess, to to participate. But I think they're also going to. Oh, look, here's you. You're you're in a game. Emergent reasons. You got your guru NFT. Oh yeah, in there oh, yeah. at emergent reasons. Of course, I'm scrolling I do. down the list, and bam, you're already in there. You're currently they're winning. Like, you wanna... Congratulations. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah, two hundred thirty-four dollars and forty-one was your prediction, and at bussin underscore for real underscore no cap is uh, <laughs> losing with a two hundred forty-one price prediction. You're winning another one here as well too with a forty-two. No, you're losing this one with a forty-two thousand six hundred ninety price prediction. <laughs> it's a very on, nice uh, price prediction. Yeah, yeah. Against the BCH Guru admin, so clearly that's. Manipulated. They. That's an insane. Yeah, total insane. Yeah, what a job. They just changed their fucking price prediction uh, <laughs> on the fly. So that's a bit scammy. But anyway, the real, <laughs> real Web three vibes going on with the BCH Guru. We've got some screenshots that Jet can show on the screen on the next couple slides. It looks amazing, and I particularly was most impressed by the uh, Cash Connect. Uh, window when you connect your wallet and you're taking these transactions. Yeah, I'll give you a chance in just a second, which pops up. You know, you and I were obviously talking about the native wallets, I think, at the last episode you were on. And to me, I was like, wow, we're almost kind of there. There's a a few tweaks and improvements, no doubt, to come. But you get a screen which shows that you're signing a transaction from BCH Guru. What's the source? There's loads of information terms of the cryptography, your inputs and outputs. It explains where the money's going, who's being paid what. It's got info about the cash tokens, all of this stuff. I was like, this is already way better than MetaMask. And this is the, the sort of early version, right? With this, it hasn't been refined and iterated on. So once this has graphics and help help me links and so forth, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. it's going to yeah. be absolutely insane. So I've been uh, enjoying this a lot and i want to give a big shout out to the gurus team john what's your thoughts oh man uh yeah the, i mean the, the guru game is fun uh i was just jumping on there and just to try it out as in the beta and it's fun but the uh the cash connect stuff is next level and it's totally invisible people and that's one of the nice things about really good stuff is it's it's mostly invisible you won't realize how much shit is going on behind the scenes that makes that thing amazing and the one thing that I want to point out that I appreciate so much on the work that uh, Matthew and Jim did on that with with uh, Cash and Eyes and Cash Connect is uh, when you do those transactions, your wallet is making the decisions, not the app. The app says, hey, I want to make a transaction and this is what we need to do. And then your wallet says, okay, I can do that. And it participates in that transaction, right? And then it makes that together. Whereas what almost all apps do today is not that at all, right? The app gets like all your private information, knows everything about your wallet, has all this information, makes all the decisions, chooses coins, does all this stuff. And then it's like, hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, oh, I guess. you know. <laughs> but but with this Cash Connect, uh, Cash and Eyes is making those decisions, not the app. That's a huge, huge difference. I love it. Planning now, it's not making all the decisions, but <laughs> there's still way uh, there's still a good ways to go on on that intelligence. But it's a huge step. Yeah, sorry. Chief Landing, you promised you would have a game 
uh, before you came on stream. What did you think? Uh, I lied. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I opened up the the website. And I was e I was eager to try it out, uh, but uh, all of my my gurus and my furus are in my my uh, Pitaka wallet, and so uh, I'd have to set up a Cashinize wallet and then move stuff over. And I had to make the news video today, so I was just like, ah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Uh, so I'm sorry I lied. I thought it would be uh, easier than it was, but uh, you know, if uh, if I already had uh, my Fudus in my Cash and Eyes wallet, then uh, I would have jumped on, but I didn't. But it looks great. I, I you know I checked it out, clicked around. It seemed uh, really cool, and I'm eager to try it out. But uh, today was not the day. I'm afraid. Yeah. Pro tip to everyone: maybe just use a fresh wallet and just I just put a little bit of Furu in there. Yeah. And yeah, as yeah. well, it is a beta product, so probably yeah, just don't degen in there with your mad stack of NFTs or something <laughs> while it's still being uh, tested out. Just just take it a little bit, a little bit lightly. But and, and it's funny because as fraction of this, but like I I I played it, I signed, you know, I made a couple of these little bets, and I thought, you know, this is kind of cool. And like you're saying about the magic is kind of going on behind the scenes is you sort of forget that you're using Bitcoin cash a little bit. Like I know it's the BCH guru and yeah. all of that. Right? That's how it should be. That's how money should be. Yeah. But you're not sort of thinking, Oh, this is Bitcoin cash. Like when you're in electron cash or something, it's very like you're in the cryptography and paste an address here and do this and that. Yeah. But now that this BCH guru has got such a like GUI type of wrapper around it, and also with the Cash Connect stuff supporting that on the wallet side, it's really like you kind of forget that these things are pinging around on a public blockchain because yeah. it's so it's so easy. Like it's really getting to the stage that I could see this starting to get mainstream traction, you know, that somebody you're not yeah. going to have to explain to them the history of Bitcoin Cash and everything. You just have to be like, look, isn't this cool and fun? Let me send you a dollar to get started. And then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, this, this is fun. How do I do more of this, right? I, I can say two more things about it. So <laughs> why it has that nice gooey wrapper? So I'm, I didn't make it, right? So, I, But I see what's going on because I face these problems myself. But why it has such a nice wrapper, why it can have that is exactly because it's the getting close to the native wallet. And that app doesn't have to be a fucking wallet itself. The app is just the app and it can do the app things and it can just make it nice and make the nice user experience. And then, you know, it talks to the wallet and the wallet does the wallet things. And that's fantastic, right? That's getting to the place where an app developer can make an app and the wallet is like infrastructure stuff in the background that handles your money and that you can trust. And that's fantastic. I love seeing that. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, please be careful with it because all this stuff is 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 fresh. Um, the other thing is that the other thing that's not visible is the the P two P layer that's going on, because uh, like for people who haven't built apps, you may not know. Like if you have one web browser on a tab and another one on a tab, those don't talk to each other. That's like a very verboten kind of thing. They don't communicate with each other because that would be extremely dangerous uh, from a browser. But You'll notice like when you use the app and it's like, oh, connect your cash and eyes wallet. And it goes through a P2P layer on the back end and they're talking to each other uh, quietly on the back end on a P2P layer so that they can uh, do the whole wallet, uh, the cash connect thing. 
love it. I love seeing it. It's so cool. Yeah, I did. Now you mentioned it. I did because I didn't notice that when I clicked connect right. and then it popped up a little thing saying uh, sort of approve this in your cashnize wallet. And then I went over onto my cashnize wallet and it had the whole screen there like, right. are you okay with this? And I thought, this How is a unusual like flow. <laughs> like, what? What is happening here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like then this is better than, then better than yeah. like the plugin way, right? Because the plugin is like, oh, this plugin has access to everything you ever do on the web and, and sees all your pages and it can replace text and whatever. And you're like, oh, I don't really like that. But okay. <laughs> this is more separated, right? Your wallet's over here and the app's over there. Yeah. And you know, now that we've got this as well, it's kind of got over the line. Shout out to the gurus for basically delivering on time too. They promised they did, that yeah. it would be quarter four. You know, they had their roadmap. We're going to deliver this, that, and the other. And it's pretty well on schedule, like all things considered, and knowing how software development is, they're they're doing very bespoke and new yeah, stuff. It's all yeah. new stuff. Yeah, they're delivering like a mofo on the timeline that they promised. Uh it's you know, Q1 started Q1, and here we are with an app. It's funny if you go back, like you said, about it being a thousand years ago. So we did the episode talking about the BCH Guru announcement video was on May 14th, if you can believe that. So mm -hmm. seven months ago, we were like, oh, who are these new uh, kids on the block with the uh, announcement video? It was really cool. And the funny music that. videos and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was only seven months ago. And at that time, I guess there was no Cash Connect. There was no... Nothing like there was no probably I don't know if cash and eyes even existed at that time or maybe it was like a black and white uh <laughs> on the page at that point and monochrome. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I still think of that first version that Matthew showed me or that I looked at at some point and it was yeah, like HTML text, you know. <laughs> right. So he's done a great yeah. job of improving the the design around that as well, too. So things have just leap leaped forward in that amount of time and as i as soon as i saw that pop-up of the cash connect thing and i was like this is better than metamask and it just feels to me like in the space of obviously with cash token as well that's seven months ago that was cash tokens going live and now we have live nft projects that are being used in on-chain contracts and everything i thought like this is that nobody in crypto is really prepared for how hard the bch ecosystem is going to start to hit them because like we've from from uh smart bch melting down in what middle of 2022 right that was the coinflex stuff yeah so middle of 2022 in that 18 months there's been like a quantum leap forward especially in the last half of that last nine months and the nine months or the 18 months going forward it's going to ramp up so quickly especially if we get a, a bit of a price pump and a few more people taking a look into our coin crypto is just not, and, not and and you just can't re reproduce it it's not reproducible right like you need you need as much strife and time and uh social uh development as bch ecosystem has had to reproduce it that doesn't you just can't fake that yeah, I saw this um, thing, Ryan Sean Adams, he was just posting on Twitter before and he said uh, he was like really excited because he had this screenshot of his 
app or whatever and it had like base and arbitrum and optimism and these guys are now all shilling these layer twos and he's like wow i'm really getting it every bank is going to be a layer two and i was like bro you are you are lost like this is some of the biggest voices in crypto out there and then he had another comment saying uh, you don't get it every other chain's fees are going to zero except ethereum like he has the kind of global reserve currency idea but for ethereum and I'm like, you're delusional, mate. Like, not only do you not realize that even if that worked out, there would still be competitors. You kind of lost the plot on that. But even then, you don't realize the difference between like the BCH ecosystem, what's cooking there and what's what's cooking in ETH. And he just has such a huge voice. And so I said, I replied and said, like, do you want to bet? Like, what timeline do you think every other chain is going to have all their fees go go to zero. Like he's just saying this stuff offhand. If he really had to think about it and set a timeline and put some money on the line, I'm sure that would fall apart. There's like some kind of jump the shark moment. I don't know what it is, but that's something we we all need to avoid too, right? That jump the shark moment. You really got to you really got to keep your your head on straight and look at things cuz uh to get where we're going, that's a it's a long road still to get there. Yeah, you gotta gotta stay. And it's, it's so easy to fall off, like yeah, with some nonsense. Uh, well, it seems to be the most of the price bumps. Like once that once they get some price bumps, everybody gets a bit of clout. Life gets yeah. a lot easier, and then suddenly everyone forgets a mission, right? So I think that's something we really need to try and bed into our community. And I hope that there will be some of the fact that because we've had to fight so long and so hard through so many problems, there'll be a bit more residual memory about that but it's definitely something that i am a little bit you know worried about potentially being on a yeah. radar you know but, but we know but we know social layer is there and it's super important right it's uh that awareness is huge because back uh 10 10 years ago or more people didn't really grok how important and how dangerous it is how valuable and how dangerous it is yeah. and they still don't yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. So speaking of that then, and speaking of quantum leaps forward and the BCH ecosystem starting to uh, punch above its weight and so forth, we've got a segment here, Jamison Lop versus the BCH podcast. This is one in a bit of a series. <laughs> we've had Eric Wall versus the BCH podcast. I think we've had Adam back versus the BCH podcast as each of these guys come in with like a, you know, two orders of magnitude more followers than my Twitter account and gets absolutely lit up and then decides <laughs> they're not going to come back for seconds. Uh, Jamison Lop, this time it was his turn to not sort of realize the firing line that he'd walked into. So it started uh, at the end of last year on December the 22nd. Jamison Lop made a post. He was obviously feeling himself, quote, Despite a summer pump that more than doubled its value against BTC, the BCH fork closes out the gear down another 9%. It's now worth a mere 0.5% of the real Bitcoin. Better luck next year at Roger Veer. And then he's got the price chart there with BCH pumping in the middle of the year and then kind of um, falling back down and ending you know, slightly lower than where it started the year. And I quote tweeted that and said, the desperation is palpable. Because I felt like, what's what's he doing? Why is he why is he even needing to make a big? If it doesn't matter, like why do you even care? 
Yeah, if it's 0.5%, why is this what's on your mind? Like, what's going on? So that was on December the 22nd. I felt like we're rent-free in his head. We're already winning if this is the case. Never mind and the price. he's doing a jingles, right? Uh, so jingles is is what I've uh, dubbed what when people use Roger as the boogeyman. So, of course... Uh, you know, BCH, blah, 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 Roger, right? In their brain, BCH equals Roger. And uh, shout out to Jingles on on uh, Twitter, who does it all the time, which is what caused me to create the uh, the, uh, the the Jingles okay. alert. Uh, and uh, yeah, so James Lop, you know, oh, BCH is down, ha, 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 Roger, like as if Roger and Jihan are the only people who exist in BCH, right? I hear every 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 thread where BCH comes up, Price chart, Roger, sometimes Jihan, uh, but that's the only thing they know is the only thing they care. They're so stuck back in the past. It's really, really. And you're like, I gotcha. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. But it was just, it was just as well. He's like trying to get his, like the whole thing is so self-defeating, like trying to get a dunk in by being like, you're so wrecked that I'm here to dunk on you. You're like, even if that was true, you're not exactly the bigger man for like coming into this situation <laughs> to be like, you're on the floor. So let me just punch you a couple more times. Yeah. How strong uh -huh. like, I was like, what is I am the alpha. Yeah. Like what is alpha. this absolute, you know, yeah, I do wonder what shambles of a mental state that he's in. Like his, if his price pumps are so great, why are we rent free in his head? Anyway, that was all on the 22nd of December, right? So there's a little series of events here. So you've got to keep that in mind. So then what happened was PCH uh, produced a bit of a, you know, uh, Jamison defying or Jameson. I don't know what his name is, but anyway, he's welcome to come on the show and teach me his real name. But anyway, Jamison, he, uh, he triggered BCH enough that it put in a huge last week uh, of the year with a big pump and it actually finished 5% up against BDC for the year, right? So it had been 9% uh, down and it finished 5% up. So it did 15% against the market. So on New Year's, we actually, uh, you know, finished up. So then I was able to add him to my long-running uh, cognitive dissonance thread of everybody who's struggling to accept the reality that BCH is destroying them in one way or another. And I uh, quote tweeted his tweet uh, celebrating against uh, Roger. And I said, 2024 starting off strong at LOP crows an early victory over Bitcoin cash down 9%. Yet it puts up a strong final week to finish the year up about 5% against BTC. Absolutely rent free. Better luck next year at LOP. <laughs> it's always. It's like, it's like that meme, the, the two women in a race. And like the one is like, okay, I won. And then the one from behind is like, just charges through, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's just, it's like, it It was just the, the height of overconfidence that he was saying, oh, we won this year, you know, a week. At, in, in crypto of all places, which is famously so volatile, but I guess in his mind, there was just zero percent chance that BCH could not wait until January 1st, right? <laughs> yeah, wait. no, he just, just couldn't contain himself. And so anyway, then, so we got the dunk in there because we got the reversal and the screenshot of the price, uh, so forth. But that, that wasn't even the half of it. So that was on the 1st of January, right? Once the year had ended. Now, on the 3rd of January, who do we see yet again? Jamison Lop 
comes in with a, a screenshot of Kim.com who posted in 2021, BCH reached the halfway point today sooner than expected. On the current trajectory, we may reach a higher target for 2021. To those who paid attention, I say, why done? Well, why BitcoinCash.com? Bitcoin Cash may pass Bitcoin market cap by 2024. I'm working on it. Stay tuned, right? So he posted this um, one of uh, Kim, like, you know, speculating on a flipping in 2021. And then he posted, BCH has dropped by 80% since this post. So January 3rd, less than 48 hours. It was actually less than 36 hours after getting it completely wrong. He goes in again on BCH, still rent-free in his head. And I uh, replied to that and said, bro, not even 48 hours since your last Bitcoin Cash L, you're really coming back for more, question mark, with the quote tweet of his you know, previous uh, bail. Now that obviously got it under his skin because he wrote back to me and he wrote, your short-term thinking is the perpetual L. And I said... <laughs> LMFAO, you, all caps, picked the one-year time frame you lost on, Skull, because this is the classic BTC thing where they're always like, zoom out, bro, zoom out, bro. But it was him that picked, you know, his one year to celebrate a victory over Roger Veer. So anyway, he's already just in such a mess. You know, but he, yeah, go on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say that, um, you know, we were saying, and we we laugh about it, but, you know, it's funny, like, he, he, if you think of it as the the big guy who's winning, kicking the little guy on the ground, but I think it's hilarious that we think that's funny, right? <laughs> because he thinks he's winning, right? He thinks he's winning and he doesn't have any clue. Um, and when he says like the short-term thinking and you're just like, you have no idea. <laughs> he really has no idea what he's talking about or he's just gone into some weird cognitive dissonance space. And I think it's really cool that we can laugh at that, him, you know, thinking he's he's beating us up. And then I actually feel guilty talking shit about BTC because it's mm. just so easy and mm. it's just such a clown show. And I actually feel guilty about it sometimes because, well, I mean, one, it's not productive. So, okay, that's one thing. But then also I feel like I'm just kicking somebody when they're down when I do it because they don't even know that they're down. That's even worse. Yeah, like it's true that in general, it's not a good thing to be punching down. But in this kind of scenario, it's like, that's why it's so ironic. He's, yeah, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, seven and a half thousand Twitter followers. He's got like 450,000, right? So this is not like a fair, a fair fight in that, in that yeah. sense. The amount of yeah. reach and the amount of just public opinion that will by default be on his on his side, even setting aside his own followers, just the general view of BCH is so poor, right? Um, but anyway, you know, so he'd already lost on his first prediction, which was a bit premature. Then he came in with a second round of it and says, you know, this classic zoom out type of thinking. And I'm like, but, but you're the one who picked the one. It wasn't me. Like, uh, so you take another L. He comes back for a third helping and he said, I didn't pick in quotes, the one-year time frame, I've been writing annual reports for five years and covering the languishing of fork coins is part of the report. Feel free to make a prediction we can revisit and laugh at in a few years. So 
He's he's given me two openings, and I'm going to take both of them. I said, <laughs> so will the 2023 annual report include the fact BCH outperformed BTC, defying all the haters, or is it only mentioned in years convenient to your story? <laughs> and then my second line was, I predict BCH will be the global reserve currency, of course, flipping BTC along the way by 2045 and linked him to my FAQ article, which explains exactly that. So it was just such the biggest copium to be like, he picked a one-year time frame, he lost on it, said I was the one with short-term thinking, and then tried to cover with this cope of like, no, but I do it every year. You know, this just happened to be this year. But <laughs> he didn't He didn't write back to this one at that stage. He was like, thank you for the count. So, you know, like, I, I don't know. That was just to the heart of the cognitive dissonance. I wonder, is he going to put BCH in his report or not? Because there's no way, you know, some way in his mind, he's going to have to realize like either he doesn't write about us, in which case I've called him out for it already, or he does. <laughs> and he has to admit that BCH outperformed BTC, which he said it wouldn't. So he's just wrecked there. And then just the fact that he tried to bait me to make a prediction where he thought I'd say like, oh, BTC will, you know, BCH will pump against BTC next year. Or something like that but i was way ahead of the game like and got in with the 2045 global reserve currency which with a backup link to my site which explains all that which is what i'm all about all my profile everything it's clearly not something i'm you know not serious about and uh because there's no way for him to say oh this is short-term thinking bro if he says well 2045 is too far in the future i've got him again with sounds like short-term thinking so just all exits have been closed off and uh i'm sure he didn't really enjoy that thread but uh yeah i'm really interested how um all those uh the guys like lop who they they don't they don't fashion themselves as as price talk guys right like he tries to be a technical like be non-price oriented whatever you know for the mission for the vision that kind of thing like yeah i think it's nonsense what he's got but he tries to do that, and I think he thinks he's doing that. But um, I'm really interested to see how all of those, uh, that social capital, right? They've invested so much social capital in this absolute image of, you know, BTC is the only thing ever. Like, what are they going to do? How is that going to, I don't know, like, how, how do they, do they cut their losses? Do they just disappear? Do they, do they rage quit? Or how's that going to, how's that going to pan out? You know him, uh, all all of them, right? John Carvalho. Well, well, we're starting to see it a bit. John Carvalho, he started it up uh, this week, where he actually finally mentioned B caches in one of his posts. Like he's really? got a little bit a step forward in the cognitive dissonance that we've gone from the you know coin that shall not be named to like B caches got mentioned as like we dunk on B caches, but some other kind of contradictory bullshit, you know, that uh, <laughs> we've been telling them about forever, right? So they are. <laughs> Jet's just like dying laughing over here. Uh, it's making me laugh too. But that's the thing. Like they're just going to work through it step by step in this grinding public thing. And that's why I think this show is so funny because, I mean, I'm not going to document every step of the way. We've got better things to do with our time, right? But I just find this kind of interaction so amazing because it's the same thing that happened with Eric Wall, same thing that happened with Adabak. They come in, they're like, who's this stupid B-Casher with 8,000 followers? Let me just write up a quick, you know, knock out this, this kid. 
and then they get slammed and like they <laughs> they just don't see it coming they come back once or twice yeah. more it doesn't work and then what like i'm not going to hear from him again i doubt he's going to be jumping on any of my threads or, or comments in a hurry because like there's there's just no way that you don't like he would yeah. have to dig into it he would have to be like wait I'm not going to step on this bear trap twice. And he would have to read up on the podcast, like watch a couple episodes, like think about it a bit. And once he does, he's going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is not, this is a bit out of my league, you know? No, like, I'm, I'm sure he thinks he won. No, I'm sure he thinks he won, right? He's I not don't think he attention. thinks he won. No way. You don't think no, so? Not a chance. He didn't reply to either of these last two points. If he thought he had any road there, he would have, he would have written something. Maybe so. You know, the one I'm most interested in of these is uh, uh, Theft for Privacy and uh, Samurai Wallet and the TLTTTV, the, the guy, the those those three accounts. I'm really interested to see how they play out because they, they say all the words and you're like, yeah, those are all the right words, but that's not what you're doing. And the thing you're working on is is, is a zombie and they just they just can't get over it and they get really mad and salty about it if you ever point out you know the deficiencies of why the things they want to accomplish can't be accomplished I'm really interested there and i'm sorry chief lightning i stepped on you sorry about that how dare you you stepped on my tail it's really really disrespectful i mean janitors you know. <laughs> uh yeah i predict uh one one of two things is going to happen either one uh mr lop is going to just casually not mention bch in his report or two uh there's always the the, the goal post right so no matter what you say until bch flips btc it always will go back to yeah but if you held your coins from 2017 till now, then you've, you're losing. <laughs> Assuming that you know everybody who's in BCH now is someone who only bought a coin like pre fork, right? Uh, and know, immediately sold the and immediately sold their BTC well. and and all of, all of those things, right? So what kind of loser know, would do that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so rip us on this show, but you know. <laughs> The, doesn't matter we're all laughing though that's the thing yeah, about yeah. it it's like we're still winning it doesn't but, even matter yeah. but that happened in in a thread like just the, yesterday or, or or the day before with with Callisti, right so it's like you know there's these you know solid technical arguments and then price chart and then of course Callisti just has to reply with like why do you think i bought coins in 2017 i wasn't even in the community back then like you know everyone has a, a different entry point and so going all the way back to 2017 every time the bch argument comes up is really just silly it's just so silly um you know uh i uh, just so frustrating because it's like yeah there's a very select group of people who who would have been financially better off if they had held until today, et cetera, et cetera. But that's, you know, what percentage of the community? You know, all these coins are moving around, moving around, moving around. You don't know who has what from when. So, uh, yeah. That, on both that, sides. On, on both, both sides, sides right? Not like the BDC people are like bought in at 60K and then they're like posting the price chart to us like, got him. And you're like, what? Like... <laughs> you fucking bought at 60k my friend you're in the red yeah. like what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> they're like fucking air punching on the side and they're just like what are you doing <laughs> i'm so, over here like people draw a lot of parallels between you know crypto and religions right 
So I'm kind of curious, uh, John, you, you had mentioned, you know, what are these people going to do? And I don't know if religion is really the same kind of tribalism we can make a, an analogy on. But what about like sports teams? What do people do when their sports team has betrayed them in some way? Right. I I don't I, uh, as an atheist, yeah, someone that doesn't yeah. watch sports, I don't have the answer to either of these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong discussion team here. <laughs> well, the loyalists hunker down. There's two there's two things, right? Once your team is is losing, like either you the loyalists hunker down and they say, oh, you know, it's just remember the good time. Year, but yeah, remember yeah. Oh, in 1943 when Manchester City <laughs> won or whatever the fuck, you know. Like, like uh if you haven't seen oh one of the best is at some point it's i don't know i can't promise that i'll ever do this right but it's on one of my things is if anybody knows three lions football's coming home what's what's it what's it called yeah three lions it's by lightning seeds right it's this famous song and it's uh it was made by these british guys in the 90s and it's like a football anthem because the when the last time they won the world cup i think was in the 50s it must have been in the 60s they won in the 60s and then 30 years later they made this song and one of the lyrics is like 30 years of hurt right we've been completely (laughs) wrecked for 30 years and here we are another 30 years later and people are still singing that song like remember 1960 like we're gonna get him again so on one hand that's kind of admirable like that kind of passion over all those decades but just because peter mccormack he's got his football team right and he mm-hmm. loves all that he and he's british he would a hundred percent know and have sung that song thousands of times so when bch is on the comeback i'm gonna make the and the it's football's coming home right it's like it's coming back to england cannot wait to make the bitcoins coming home <laughs> thing with all the like the video clip has all the old clips of like the 60s and the different teams through the different eras and all that everybody go look up this song it's a banger song um three lines Football is coming home. I'm going to make a Bitcoin version of that. Well, I say I will, but anyway, if I get the time and I'll do that and I'll match it all up and there'll be, you know, Roger Veer in there. It's just like we have in the intro, you know, some stuff like that. He'll, he'll unironically love it. No, he will hate it. This is <laughs> one Peter McCormack for the rest of his existence, I promise. Um, so, but anyway, that's all. But, uh, McCormack is, is, you know, in my opinion, he's a grifter, right? He he just showed up and was like, hey, I'm making yeah, a crypto podcast and didn't know what he was talking about and whatever. Yeah. And now he's like making statements that are wishy-washy. And I don't I don't think he's yeah. part of the 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 purity spiral at all. I think he would switch teams as long as yeah. the audience was willing to pay him to talk about whatever it was. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um, there are, however, lots of people out there who who are 100% committed to the religion of, of BTC yeah. and and are, are absolutely invested in, as their identity, their own personal identity is BTC, right? Um and uh, those those people will probably you know go down with the ship, and that's fine. But again, the vast majority of people who are into crypto in any shape or form don't really give a shit and are mostly agnostic as long as it's something that works. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, yeah, some of these you know high priests, Max Kaiser and Michael Saylor, and you know these kinds of guys, you know they're uh, well. Then again, Max Kaiser, you know, had Max Coin or whatever. But uh, yeah, they, they, those are both grifters. There, those aren't yeah. the, the the purists. They may be the high priests, but they're not the ones who believe it. The high right. priests usually know how the how the uh, sausage is yeah. made. It's yeah. the followers who don't. Yeah, but the point is right that 
and again we'll we'll see it but there's going to be a bit of you know rats off the titanic right and we've already we've already seen that you know those kind of cracks there was a bit of there's a bit of the the taproot wizards and ctv little lifeboats going on but it's like there's no rescue ship coming doesn't matter <laughs> if you're on the lifeboat guys like you're all going down if the if the flipping starts which again it might not be this year or next year or the year after who knows right but uh, there's going to be a critical tipping point and once the rush is on to be the first to to dump your bdc and get some bch or even anything to be get your money out of bdc like somebody is always holding the 21 million utxos that's yeah. what makes this thing fascinating yeah. a bunch of people are going to zero don't know yeah. who but somebody is because there's no yeah. way to like not that, have someone holding the bag that's that's one of the things that bug me when people are like oh splits are harmless and i'm like oh they're not fucking harmless like somebody's gonna get burned there's just like a uh like mathematical unless 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 yeah. the split happens to be like oh these two the top things that that grow into global adoption unless that's what happened no somebody's getting fucking burned when, when a split happens and people unwillingly yeah. as well, because they won't be able to yeah. make a transaction, right? That's that's yeah. part yeah. of it. It's not it's not yeah. only that like I you oh you want to sell and the price is going down. You can literally not get your money to an exchange. Yeah. Uh so the ones who have it on chain and have been DCAing their yeah. ten dollars at a it's time, true. but like that's they have these weird narratives about like, oh uh I didn't your realize stats. that. Yeah, that you shouldn't uh, split up your UTXOs. So now I'm only going to withdraw once a month instead of once a week to consolidate some more of my UTXOs. And then uh, when the fees are low, I'll just aggregate them together. Imagine worrying like, about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You're just putting the makeup on. When, when yeah. was the last time you looked at like setting a fee for a transaction? Yeah. When was the last time, right? Well, uh, they have it in a liver on cash. They have the slider and I'm like, Guys, let's just get rid of this slider. Like, I remember. It, what is this? The 2016 using Exodus Eden. There you go. Awful. There Awful. you go. It was the, yeah, I think the last time I used BTC was setting the fee yeah. slider and it was to get the hell out of there as quick as I possibly yeah, could. Me too. And like Coinomi or something. It's like, uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to check this website and see what the so, fees are like today. And yeah. So, <laughs> so, looking at it from another. Yeah, From yeah. another angle, though, right? Like you, you, and, and this is part of also why I say I feel bad. Um, part of it's just because morally I feel bad kicking somebody who thinks they're big shit, but they're actually on the ground and they don't realize it. So that's one part of it. But then the other is just we're actually aiming for success, right? And we have to assume that we're going to be successful. And otherwise, none of us should be doing any of this that we're working on. So we have to assume that we're going to be successful. And if that's the case, we are the rescue boat bch is the rescue boat yeah. right like we are the the thing that people need to come and use and how do we uh i mean i think i know the answer but 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 i i can't for sure know the answer how do we how do we break that stigma and get people to just come in and use it and forget about it um and and not be deterred by the stigma that other people have as well right so we we got to get there somehow. And I think the answer is the same as everything else, which is really valuable products and services and getting mm -hmm. people to use them and just that spiral of people using it. But we haven't accomplished it yet. So so we have to be that rescue boat and we have to get everybody on, right? So, part of part of it's also 
an, an awakening, right? And I I personally think that if BTC doesn't hit a new all-time high in the next bull run, it'll be the great awakening for everyone. Right. And they will be looking for, yeah. for, for life boats, right? And so maybe, you know, a certain percentage of people will will jump onto BCH and people will go to ETH and, you know, whatever yeah. else. Um, and, to, you know, just being there and being available for people who don't have this, the stigma of BCH because, you know, their number go up chart blasting Roger boogeyman jingling people uh they'll they'll you know happily jump to whatever lifeboat is is available right right, uh, right and then right. people people who who are part of the purity spiral will well next time next time we so, we miss the all-time high this time uh next next time next time we're gonna blast them it'll be 10 million dollars per coin uh just stay right? exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I wouldn't feel too guilty about it. I mean, we're you know BCH is permissionless, right? We don't need to to convince people uh, that uh, BTC is dying when when it becomes uh, incredibly dangerous for them. We just have to be available and functional and and out there. So yeah nobody I know nobody Jeremy talks about you, the color of the life raft yeah exactly yeah. like all <laughs> <laughs> right that's a good point oh that's shit purple purple ah i don't like purple i don't know i'm looking has anybody seen an orange one i just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> liquid there we go liquid <laughs> um jeremy i know you uh and i have some kind of similar view on uh what maxi means right you know um because uh, I think you and I see it as more of the OG original maxi, where it wasn't a toxic thing. It was just the idea that, hey, look, um, th there is going to be some kind of power law, you know, Pareto principle, whatever it is you want to call it, where uh, some small number of networks are really massively used by 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 the whole world, and then and then a a, tra a trail off of others, whether that's fiat or other crypto or private networks or whatever it is. So we assume, and we're working towards BCH being there, and that's kind of the maxi idea. Whereas that got totally corrupted, especially in the period like 2014 to 17, where it just turned into the, 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 the yeah, the religious, um, the negative type of religious, right? Like just belief with, with absolutely no reason and, and counter evidence and everything, right? Like just totally toxic and uh, nasty to people. But there there must be some risk of that happening in bch also right like how do you how do you keep it and 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 it's real right because that risk becomes uh, uh people believing things that don't make sense right like believing uh uh ideas like you know the satoshi religion or whatever where it's like oh the white paper is a religion or whatever satoshi said is a religion like whatever he said can't be contravened and that kind of stuff like it can really create a social rift which is the origin of splits right like how do you how do you do that? I guess the question is how do you make humans rational? And I think that's going to fail. So now I'm worried. Yeah, I, no, no, I'm not too worried about that. I mean, humans. yeah, it's I have so to human. say, on my part, I have to say, like, I'm not necessarily doing the best job uh, of exemplifying like what you're talking about because even just this week right i just popped off with one like how do you know what's a garbage coin like they have one stat that they should relate <laughs> I, saw that. I was getting in some like dunks on the ltc underground and stuff yeah. like that and you know there's 
there's kind of a, a bit of a dual strategy there because and it might I, maybe it's maybe it's strange or I, I don't know i guess it, it's just also sort of part of twitter but in person you know i'll be very congenial and humorous and stuff um with people and i've also been finding this recently just in my like personal life like if i'm talking face to face with somebody i can sell them a tough message and then kind of be like okay you know it's all in good good faith but if it's over text even just like text message people are like god damn this is a bit blunt this is a bit much and the reason that i have been doing a little bit of that now that there, there will be less and less uh need for it uh to be honest uh going forward but i've had to do a bit of that to sort of clamber up to to where we are now in the in the narrative because if bch is just too nice when you're one of the small guys you just get pushed around so i have been a bit aggressive at times and like that was a you know that was even maybe a bit much but the reason i'm doing that is to signal to the rest of the market and you saw it happen all these nano people are in my replies vlad costier uh, the LTC guys, like they're all in there. Is the market's got to look at that, and that got quite a lot of engagement. It's a shame that that's the only way, you know, one of the ways to get a lot of engagement. But the market's got to realize like BCH is is here to play. Like we're not messing around. So with those BTC guys, where they're so much bigger, it's like I don't I don't really have to hold back. I can just like fire off on them, and like anybody reading that thread can kind of see like this is not like a day it's not like david uh, versus goliath type of situation it's it's like the opposite of what you'd expect you know the bdc guys should just win this hands down but they don't even with such a huge advantage on their side and kind of the same needs to be done to show to some of these other coins like ltc or maybe some of these monero like maybe if seth for privacy i wonder if he'll have a stab at at some some point but like you just you've got to show that BDC can hang, and then once we've got that, like uh, once once you've got that credibility, is like these guys are not to be messed around with. Then you can be a bit more gentler and opening and welcome to BCH and stuff. Like with the CTV guys, right? That's how we should more be because they they're over that bridge. They understand. They it took them a while, and I had to be a bit aggro with some of them too to get them the message but they did eventually realize bch is serious these guys aren't scammers they know what they're talking about like once they had those those ideas then it was time to be a bit more like okay let's have a bit of fun banter let's you know check out what we're working on etc but you can't explain you can't start at the end like you have to mm. i don't know i don't I know think, if that yeah i don't know it's it's something worth being careful about though because you know if you think back like we're talking the, the birthday 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, um, Bitcoin was the, the the massive underdog at the time, right? Like at that time, there was no, there was no real, I mean, everything was starting to take off 10 years ago, but you know, before that, like 2010, 11, 12, like it was still a massive underdog. People totally didn't believe it, thought it was complete nonsense. There's a huge, uh, it was just nothing, right? And and so the, it took some of that fighting to just just step out of that and be like, no, we're serious. We're here. Bitcoin is here. This is really serious, and it's going to uh, challenge the fiat uh, system. Um, and then somehow that morphed into the, the the toxic version. And I think it's because of the whole expulso quod libet thing that I always say, right? Like as soon as the narrative went off the rails, 
then the only thing you can possibly do is be toxic and stupid because you've got nothing to stand on. Well, hold um, on though. Because, so, so I think if BCH ever flips BTC in price, I'm going to spend at least a month being the most toxic maximalist. <laughs> and I'm going to say, like, I'm going to name names and be like, these are the accounts that have been giving me shit since 2017. Yeah, We're yeah, coming yeah. for you. And, and... Now. As an addition, the U.S. dollar, the fiat dollar, we're coming for you next. Yes. Mm. You see the difference, right? Like, you see the difference there, right? Because once you've gone off the rails and you're still being like that, it's just dumb and stupid. And, and like, all it is is toxic. But if you do that to the guy who was trying to beat you down and you just knocked him the fuck out, that's different. Right. And you're still on the rails and you're still going towards the goal. That's a different thing. That's where you're just like, you know, now what, bitch? How do you like game apples? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a different thing. So I don't know. We just have to be careful. I, I think the real answer, I just answered myself, right? You got to stay on the rails and uh, keep going towards towards the goal. That's it. Well, what are, what are you imagining? Like just like people start worshiping Satoshi or or what what what's like a potential thing? people people start to like like uh, like you said before jeremy people uh the price pumps and then they start to believe you know it's like a famous thing for wealthy people not all wealthy people but many they got wealthy somehow and they think uh, they're a genius yeah. and you're like yeah. wait 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 <laughs> that's not exactly you got lucky yeah or it's something not even like lucky. that like in that one thing you've got one thing right that doesn't apply to yeah. everything else yeah and it doesn't apply of, in all cases it's not a general truth that kind of thing yeah people pick up on one thing that they believe like ha i told you always following every word of the white paper like a, like a bible is is the answer right they 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 pick up and they latch onto something and that's that can be dangerous so yeah that's that's what i imagine cheap lightning is like that and then also just becoming an asshole but I think we it, a lot of it just comes down to practicing what you preach, right? That's really where the BDC guys have gone wrong. Like I never have any problems with shilling BCH all over the place, like to my friends or to anything like that, because they know they're like, yeah, every time we're going to make a payment, Jeremy says, do you want to do BCH or not? And then yeah, yeah. sometimes they say no, and I say, that's fine. Sometimes they say yes, and we do it, bam, that's it. And you're paid. Like they're like, it's there's no... Dis, you know that's distance like that's what is this dylan leclerc thing i thought was so crazy he's he must be living this life where he's going around to everyone i'm this big shot in bitcoin everybody knows that he does bitcoin his whole life and he doesn't make one transaction in several months like every single person who knows him must be like this guy is such a fraud like they know it like his, his own parents and his own mates must be like yeah but hodling is, is using yeah. hodling is using right <laughs> but but on the river sticks. Well, that is the the difference, right? So so with BTC, you get some, you hold it, you never spend it. Use your credit card. You can't afford to spend it anyway because of the fees. So just keep holding it. Blah blah. blah. You know that's just part of part of what it is now. So it's the not goals have, have moved. Yeah. yeah. And and that's one thing that really really bothers me is is that in these conversations like. You know, 
people have different ideas about what the purpose of Bitcoin is, but I think it's pretty obvious what the original intent was. And that's not to say that the original intent should be the intent for all time, but denying the fact that a peer-to-peer electronic cash system is the same thing as a peer-to-peer immutable network of digital gold, those are different words, right? Can we agree that those are different words that have different meanings? One project intends to be peer-to-peer electronic cash. The other project intends to be, I don't know anymore. (laughs) I don't know what they want to be. They they intend to be number go up. They intend to be, we get rich. So, so it's not even like the same project, right? And uh, you know, using oh, of course, why would you use BTC? Right? You, you just hold it, hold it, stack your stats. Oh, but wait, stack stats only once a month because if you stack them every week, then you know the UTXOs will pile up. You can't spend it. And it also make sure you stack with it, more than a hundred times the fees, or else you're fine. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah, like so to me because I just see it all as like. If the BCH fees went up to five cents, there would be a riot, right? There would be, everyone would be like, what's going on? Like, this is bullshit. Like, you know, let's get this back on track. Like we're doing something wrong. That would start at that level. And the reason I know that is because that's, we already had that back in the day, right? Before the blocks has war, right? And that was the critical battle. I think it's so funny that there are people in the BDC community now who are kind of like, Guys, what are we doing about these fees? Like, we need to, we need to maybe no one should think about, about that. It's like, it's like a five dollar fee, and they're like, guys, has anyone thought about this big, yet? Yeah, it's like they're like ten dollars. That's that's a bit expensive. Like, this is a big issue. Is that who got like guys? Like, where where are you? Can the devs do something? Yeah, can the devs do? And but even like, Peter upset. McCormack, the ship is sailed. Like, oh, maybe the big blockers are had a, the right idea, or has anybody thought about raising the block size? You know, it's uh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, just like. But he's now saying, he's now like, somebody put it well, though, on Twitter. They made this post where they were like, look, you, what you got to understand is that BDC has this huge brain drain, which it obviously does, right? Mm. Every cycle, things are getting stupider. And because <laughs> there's now this clip of Peter McCormack and he's interviewing some guys like, well, so we're all going to end up in these custodial solutions. So if we have 21 million on the base layer, is that is that a win for us, guys? They, they're kind of right. like, what does it look like if we win? And the guy he's interviewing, who's some guy I've never heard of, maybe he's a big deal, but I doubt it. It's him and this other clueless like moron. And they're, and they're saying, oh, the guy says, um, you know, I, I kind of think that Bitcoin was about sort of having a, a neutral system and if the market decides that a fractional reserve system is better, then like then then that's what it's decided. And at least we gave it an option or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too sold on the whole 21 million oh thing. And you're just kind of like, wait, what are you guys doing? What are you <laughs> What's the point of yeah, this? Yeah, what, what is what it? Is- we are kind of be veering away from the not your keys, not your Bitcoin scenario for every for every person. Um and we are going to have these different centralized solutions, custody solutions, different scaling solutions. And it, it keeps making me think, going back to this point, I was talking about it with Danny, I think, so is is the battle, is the real battle that we're trying to win overall, is it just 21 million? Is this the battle? 
is, is do is, if when we win twenty one million, do we win everything else? Knowing within that, some people are going to get rugged at some point. Some people are going to, you know, there's going to be technical errors where people are going to use their Bitcoin. There may be a Fedi mint which rugs, or a eCash system that rugs. There might be, uh, there, there may be a. Um, there may be a, a custodial solution or a derivative solution whereby they're using paper Bitcoin. All these potential risks exist, but in the end, we still only have 21 million base chain Bitcoin. Is that our real battle here? I, I think Alan might think about this perhaps a bit differently than I do. Um, I, I almost agree. I, I think that at the end of the day, though, if I were to really define like what I think the real battle is, it's... I think I just want to have a neutral financial system. And if that neutral system in a free market manner determines that it wants to create a system of like fractional reserve beyond 21 million, um, as long as it's market participants that are creating that kind of a system and there's economic benefit coming from it, um, you know, I think that's good. So it's just kind of like that's that, yeah, they've lost sight of it. And people just, the the riot has to happen as soon as the problem starts. That's, I think, my answer to your question is things get to where they've got now in a series of a thousand steps, right? Yeah. It's like once the first step, not that we need to be dogmatic or, you know, not close-minded or anything like that, but you can see the seeds of this stuff starting way ahead of time and you've got to nip it in the bud because otherwise the people who believe the old good ideas they slowly leave and some new or one you know that's how you get drift of a group of people like people are leaving on one side and joining on the other and then the crowd has suddenly moved from where yeah. it was so like big that's, that's one of the things i really like about the the chip process is just that uh you know it sets that bar very high in terms of look if you can't convince a lot of people that that it's a good idea for them themselves to to follow what you're doing and to to do whatever it is that you're doing, then uh, you probably don't have such a great idea. Whereas in, in uh, BTC, what we left behind and we got burned by as Bitcoiners, right, was there's high priests that decide things, and that's it. That's really it. And that's but, uh, I mean, we had that's, to... that's a that's a dangerous place to be in, and that leads to that maxi thing, right? Where because you can't actually influence what's going on. And so you do the next best thing, which is, you know, either cheerleading or complaining or kvetching or whatever, but you're not actually participating anymore, right? That's very dangerous. And that leads to all these weird uh, branches of thought nonsense. But the way BCH has kept on track with the, the main ideas has been conflict so far. There was three civil wars. There was the smart BCH blow up. Etc. Right. So it's been, ironically, in a certain sense, though all those problems that have sort of clarified the community down to like, what are we really doing here? Because if any chance to get lost along the way has just been cleared out one after another. But I'm not too worried about that in the future because the same cycle can work in reverse as the community is starting to succeed, and we're seeing that people get the message of like, it's working. Do more of that. So if we believe that the economic incentives and so forth of Bitcoin line up well, then all we'll need to do is do more of what's working and we'll stay on the right path. Right? Yeah. So Yeah, I guess I guess I, I wish everybody would internalize the the whole expulso quod libet thing, you know, like you have to constantly be 
not other people, but yourself. Like you have to be constantly checking yourself. Have I, have I swallowed some Kool-Aid? Have I drank a little bit of Kool-Aid? Have I uh, been huffing some copium? Have I been huffing some hopium? Like you really got to pay attention to yourself and make sure that you're not just taking on nonsense because, because they go to weird places. And then, and then you, you lose that direction, right? Once that happens. Well, there has been a lot of that, and I think it's been it's been a good thing. The reason BCH is starting to succeed is because we we're finally able to cut out enough of that, like people yeah, of that maybe, copium, yeah. like people getting defensive and salty immediately about, well, your price is lower, well, your hash rate is lower. Those are just facts, and you have to be able to say, yeah, they are, but and yeah, then have yeah. a more nuanced discussion. But right, as it, instead of like, oh, I don't brilliant. care about the price. Yeah, yeah. The price doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, different. like, no, you have to just accept that uh, before you can move on. Um, yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. I've got meme of the week here. It's uh, a picture of a young boy who's, I don't know how old is this kid, five, six, and he's playing simultaneous chess. Uh, if anybody has ever seen that before, you know, you get a huge, uh, usually like a three-sided set of tables and the one person in the middle walks around and plays like chess grandmaster plays 30 games against everyone else who's only playing one game. You know, that's their little battle. <laughs> but the chess grandmaster is just uh, beating them all. Uh, also, uh, you can look up Darren Brown plays chess if you want to see uh, a pretty excellent example of that with a bit of a twist. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it's this uh, one young boy playing chess and it's got the BCH logo on it. And then on the other side, all the people that he's playing against is all adults and it's all the financial inst institutions, JP Morgan, BlackRock, Charles Schwab, Morgan Stanley, TD Ameritrade, Goldman Sachs. And I saw this and made me laugh because I was like, yeah, this is how it is. It's one, it's one, it's one V everyone. <laughs> really. Yeah. It's just us. And, and it really used to be Bitcoin, right? Like that that used to be Bitcoin. And then people are like, oh, you stole that from Bitcoin. And it's like, no, we're the ones who made those. <laughs> we weren't the, we were the Bitcoiners then. You're not the Bitcoiners anymore. You've got some other thing, like Cheap Lightning said. You're not competing with anybody except you know, whatever penny stocks or something or some kind of stock market thing as an asset. But it's just so obvious, right? Because now it's the, they're on the other side of the table. What are they busy shilling? Yeah. Like, why doesn't, uh, you know, BlackRock give us an ETF? Why doesn't Goldman Sachs do this? Why doesn't uh, somebody file an ETF? Like, that's, that's them. They're all on the other side of the table. And again, this is kind of partly as well. It's not, this meme is not really about the altcoins, but that's also kind of how I feel. That's how, if I'm prepared to just shit on the altcoiners a little bit, this is why, because in a certain sense, it is just BCH versus the world. And that's a battle we can win, but you can't win it if you're not clear that that's the situation. So sometimes yeah. it's worth reminding yourself of that, you know? There, there was someone uh, making a comment about Ellen in the in the Twitch chat, and I responded. Uh, sorry, I laughed, but but I, I, I added a, a serious response later. Yeah, that um, uh, something. It, it seems like people still don't get um in in BCH sometimes, but less in BCH, but very much in BTC and other places. That there's a huge difference. There's an absolute world of difference between being able to do something and 
being required to do something, right? And so with Lightning as an example, right, the huge difference is with BTC, you're forced to find another solution for how to use it because it doesn't work. And so you must find another way to use it. And that's why people latch on to Lightning Network because they're like, oh my God, I, I, I need to be able to use it as, as, uh, or whatever. Some people still believe that. So they try to find a way and they have this Lightning thing that they try to use, but it, it doesn't work well. But uh, B, BCH, on the other hand, is like, yeah, we could have Lightning Network if we wanted. If somebody wanted to make it, they could today. Nobody needs it. That's the whole point of the the engineering thing, right? There's no need for it. And so whatever, you could have it, but you don't need it. And the same thing with the ETFs and, and the, the traditional finance versions of Bitcoin, right? When, when, when you're in BTC, that's all you've got is the price. And it's a collectible now. You can't actually use it. The only thing you can do is speculate with it on traditional finance because that's where it actually works. Which, which sure looks a lot like tinfoil hat territory. Like it's very easy to make the case for that, of it being, you know, castrated or, or defanged or whatever. But then on BCH, it's like, okay, well, that's not an evil thing. You can do that. You can have an ETF. You can have traditional finance involved. That's fine. You can't stop them. Sure, go ahead. But you can still use BCH and you can run an economy on it. You can run commerce on it. There's an absolute world of difference between being forced into traditional finance and it being just another thing that happens. And somehow, I don't know, that just that that realization isn't there in the in the the BTC ecosystem. I don't know. It's just such binary thinking, like because you can even go back to the eclipse and it's crazy because all these like BTC people will be like, oh, Roger Veer, like he hated the Lightning Network. No, he didn't. In no, he all didn't. the clips where he was talking no. about it, he says like, Make sure guys, we can to. have Lightning Network. That's great. But let's have Lightning Network and bigger blocks. And, right. and, and yeah, he says <laughs> it like over and over and over and over again. And everyone's like, Roger hates Lightning. It's like, no, he was like, you can do Lightning. Just don't fuck up the layer one at the yeah, same time. Exactly. All right. Like, why don't we both get what we want? Anyway. Exactly. Um, that is what it is. Shout out to Jack with about a million A's in the chat who says, I got called an altcoin. I've been buying Bitcoin since 2012 and mining back then too. I'm still a Bitcoin maxi. Just BCH is the trading symbol now. Laughing emoji. I feel you. You're in the right crowd here. Welcome to the Bitcoin Cash Podcast. All right. Uh, community comment of the week comes from my boy Fiendish Crypto. And he said... <laughs> If 2024 can continue the momentum 2023 started, the ecosystem will be awash with builders, scammers, devs, grifters, the whole caboodle. It's going to be a wild party. And I thought that was a good one to throw in there for this week because it's a good way for the community to think about it in 2024. I think, yeah, we're going to get a big surge of momentum. We're going to have a lot of new people joining the community and it's going to be great but uh it's worth reiterating to everyone there's going to be some bad apples mixed in with the whole bunch right so just be on your toes about that really uh yeah watch out yes watch out for scams uh yeah there i think smart bch was a really really excellent lesson for people because you know with the evm you can copy and paste uh you know all of these different projects that have been developed and fine-tuned and whatever um and so any anyone with a really low skill level could just copy and paste and create a token and create a project and a dex and whatever and take your money and run away with with bch with cash 
cash tokens. It's you know still sort of bespoke and and uh, not not uh, nearly as easy to cut and paste. And so there's there's you know for for projects like a Dex or something, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to to scam people. But for for tokens and NFTs, cash tokens studio, you can make them right now. All you need to do is plunk in some numbers in a web page, and you've got your your tokens and your NFTs. Throw up a really quick quick website and be like, hey guys, I've got my new fart token or whatever it is, and uh, you know people people will will ape in, uh, and you have to have your guard up. Uh, and on the one hand, it's like it'll be awesome to have a lot of excitement and new projects and and money coming in, but on the other hand, there's going to be people who. <laughs> lose their shirt because they go all in on 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 something ridiculous without doing any research whatsoever um and it's really painful to to have to deal with the fallout of of these people like, bitcoin cash is a scam because i bought fart token nfts and the guy said he was gonna make a game and then he never did so yeah just be 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 vigilant right don't ape in on to something uh yeah it's a fucking scam. Uh, IAFS dot cash. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, a lot to be said for that. So just yeah, everybody should be aware as we get new members into the community. Please try and pass along that cultural knowledge to them. Please try and tell them to just temper their expectations and take things slow. And also just consider that the people who were here two years ago are probably going to be the ones still here in two years, right? So just put a high premium on that and be very cautious with any newer projects or newer things that are promising a lot because a lot of good projects will come out but if you're a little like it's much better to be late to the good projects but also late to the bad projects than the other way around <laughs> if you're early to everything you're going to get scammed a lot but if you're late to a few things well you're not going to miss much you're going to miss the scams but the good ones will stick around and persist and then you can jump in once you know that they're they're real and you you've seen that. So um yeah, good good thing. Okay. Message to the community. Cheap landing, you're up first. What does the oh. Bitcoin Cash community need to hear? Uh we're we're killing it, guys. Um stay the course. Uh, we're we're doing good. Um and uh, if you if you haven't uh, checked it out, check out uh, the thing I wrote recently about how can I help. Bitcoin Cash, uh, really, there's, you know, you think you think uh, you don't have anything that you can do because you're a nobody. Well, we're all nobodies. Uh, you know, you can you can contribute um, at the most basic level. Every single BCH post you see online, like it, right? That's the most basic thing you can do. Um, and then going up from there, contribute, build, uh, make a podcast, make a YouTube channel, Make some memes. Uh, just contribute. Help, help, help. We need your help. We want your help. We love your help. You are on the team. You don't need our permission. Just join in. You're part of the distributed Fortune 500. So yeah. kill it. Exactly. There's no interview process. You're in. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> there's, no, there's no welcome. There's no welcome badge or like t-shirt or like orientation. Read the FAQ on bigoncashpodcast.com and like get cracking. That's it. What should I do? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Merchant, do you have a message to the community? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to double down. Like, there's a lot of positivity, and then there's room uh, for for so many things to happen. Like, there's real. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but there really is room for an explosion with with cash tokens, and that's not the uh, traditional JPEG NFT stuff, which is which can be fun and whatever. But the whole smart contract and actual programmable money aspect is there. There's there's so much potential there, and so I'm really excited about that. But what I'm going to double down on is. If you out there are missing a motto, if you don't have a motto, just adopt this one for now. And that's the phrase ex falso quod libet. You know, look it up if you don't know it. But basically it means from from falsehood explosion. Uh means uh if you if you swallow some bullshit, you're gonna end up in a very bad, irrational place that's not good for anybody. So uh yeah, check yourself and uh ex falso quod libet if you need a motto. Yeah, I got to just say, I'm just double checking on uh, Google Translate. But whenever you say that, my high school Latin kicks in. And I always think, yeah, quadlibet actually doesn't mean explosion. It means what? No, it doesn't mean explosion. Yeah, it means that's the, like, that's the anything. Like, anything can uh, follow. Principles, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a logical fallacy that if you introduce um, a falsehood into a formal logical system, you can come up with any conclusion you want. In the formal logical yeah. system, if you if you introduce a false uh, assumption, you can use that assumption to manipulate everything else and end up with some any conclusion you want. You can come up with, and that's the the origin of it. Yeah, it's like you give me give me one free lie, and I'll like sort the rest out from there. Yes, yeah, of, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Reminds me of the uh, classic uh, saying about science, right? Give us one free Big Bang explosion, and we'll. We'll take it from there. It's the same thing. <laughs> there you go. Religion versus science. That's a debate for another time. Okay. Yeah. So that will pretty much do it for the show then. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We've got our supporter appreciation. Thank you very much to our donators. Thank you to our patrons, Ricky HP and Digital Checo. Thank you to our sponsor, General Pod. The general protocols bchbull.com <laughs> go check that out as you can hear the tbl is mooning so maybe get in on that because uh i hear that that token's doing pretty well so you want to have a token yeah i want to pick some up in case it catches on <laughs> uh thank you to our flip starter contributors Majamali, Marcelo, Molecular, Shadow of Harbinger, Turek, Emergent Reasons, Imaginary Username, Chibi-T, Blighting, Pat, Mini Satoshi, and Sendaxisman, Marius. Uh, you're all the best. And having you here live on the show is even better. The Start Guide, FAQ, links, and all that can be found at BitcoinCashPodcast.com. Listen to episode 85. Try out Celine Wallet. Callisti uh, mentioned we've got an upgrade just about rolling out. I was testing that with him earlier today it's looking great and it fixes the one biggest problem with the minor transaction fees so that's going to be great it's got loads of new features in there that's going to be awesome so that's at celine.cash and shout outs for the show oh, also egg rolly says in the chat can't wait for jessica to join the bch community that has caught on like a, like wildfire like people are loving that aren't they any uh quick thoughts on jessica marketing Jessica's awesome it's great marketing. Um, yeah, okay, go for it. Right. Abla supporters, big Abla supporters, both of you. All right. Uh, anyway, shout outs for the show. Cheap Lightning, who do you want to give a shout out for? 
Oh, I wasn't thinking. Um, uh, shout out to 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 all my cats. Okay, John. Yeah, shout out to all the BCH Bull users. We really appreciate you guys uh, using it, taking a risk uh, on something that uh, is new on UTXO. Um, we've worked very hard on it, but uh, but there's always some risk. So we really appreciate you guys uh, trying it out and making it work. Jet shout outs. Sure. Uh, so shout out to all the buyers of my future token, the Grift token. It'll be live <laughs> next month. <laughs> no, I got, I got nothing. Thanks. Okay. Also, thanks, Jeremy, for, uh, for letting uh, us benchwarmers come on the show. It's always great. Right. No, no, it's been amazing. You guys are very reliable, even when our uh, guests unexpectedly uh, drop the drop the ball. But I, I got to say, I, I don't think. Even though this was going to be a laser eye, we we're going to talk about nodes and decentralization and all of that. I've still got the slides and the research, so we'll hopefully do that in the future. Like, I, yeah, I genuinely don't think he was, um, you know, like trying to troll us or anything. Like he gave me a heads up, like well ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. He'd been communicating with me well and stuff. So uh, yeah, I hope his uh, wife gets better soon. And I, you know, would be. No, I think there's going to be a lot of that coming up. It's really good with you and Callisti, like uh, just dra dragging people into the conversation and having constructive conversations is great. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I think it sends sends sort of the right message, and then that's how I build up a bit of credibility, so then I can burn a little bit of it when I make a post <laughs> calling people trash, and then people come in the comments and they're like, "Not a good look for BCH," and I'm just kind of like, "Well, fuck you, bro. Like this this Bitcoin, so get out of here. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like it." Uh, my shout-out goes to the BCH gurus for delivering so hard. Mate, and now great stuff on every front. Loving the new project. It's going to be amazing. I already said in the chat, but once they put in leaderboards as well too, that's going to kick off because then it will suddenly become a one-upsmanship of who's on the who's the gurus and who's the furus. It'll just be like screenshotted you on the fucking BCH guru leaderboards. So get out of my face, son. Like, can't wait for that to start. <laughs> And my other shout out goes to Glorb, G-L-O-R-B. If you don't know who that is, it's this YouTube channel, which I have just found, but it's already huge. It's got like half a million subscribers. Somebody has started making uh, drill rap SpongeBob parodies using AI. And they started it kind of bad, bad, but they got amazing. If you They're go and look up this, the bottom two they're really really good and then everybody was speculating like this is so good that this must be somebody who is actually a pro music producer and apparently whoever it is that is doing it like confirmed like yeah i'm actually kind of known in the industry or whatever but they've just got this pseudonymous account to make spongebob like hardcore raps so <laughs> check that out Jay Hun P. Melcher says, shout out to Bitcoin Cash TV as well. Yep, shout out to Big Chad. Uh, I guess that must be some of the new listeners. They might have been in the stream beforehand. Uh, shout out and welcome. Welcome to the show. We did an episode with B. Chad a while ago, so you can look that up in the history if you're interested. All right, that'll do it, everybody. Thank you for listening. Until next time. So I started realizing that if 
you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. And that is another thing that no one can ever teach you. Because you, you're going to have to learn that on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to 